I wasn't scared last time. Were you scared? It didn't faze me at all when the party found that river and tried to get across. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Greenbank <laughs> again uh, on the third stone. Slips for a second and Ronnie, you reach out with that branch and Dr. Greenbank, when you grab a hold of it, Ronnie just yanks and you're sort of like launched uh, onto the other side of the, the river and uh, you are safely across. Oh, you've been drinking some milk? I'm glad I didn't rip your arms right out of the sockets there. Or when Elliot nearly froze to death? Your legs are not working at this moment. Like, you you try and get up and your legs just are not moving. Or when they found that eerie cabin in the woods. My countenance falls as I take this in bit by bit and I take steps backwards away from the door towards the group. It's very warm in there, though, Ronnie. 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 I feel funny about this. Or when Ronnie went into the cellar. You see that there are three bodies, but all of them are vivisected in a way that makes them look as though they were a chrysalis. What's going on? Yeah, what is it? I'm going to be scrambling to get up the ladder. You see Ronnie is like clawing to get his way up. Like he hits himself a couple of times and like you can hear him grunting as he appears up above the, the, the hatch. Or when Dart fell asleep and encountered Elliot in his dream. All right, and Dart, you go to sleep and when you start to dream, everything is very vivid at first and you find yourself in a cottage it seems like it's it's very quaint and the door opens up and your father walks in and he goes over and he fiddles with a couple of things over at the counter and then as you're sort of scanning the entirety of the room you see at the table Elliot is there. Nope, I wasn't frightened one bit. So, as long as we understand that none of us were bothered, one way or another, well, let's see what happens next. In the Devil's Antlers. You notice the the rustic old cabin. Um, you notice your father in his flannel. He's uh, bustling through like the kitchen area, but it's all one room, so you know it's not 
like any of it's delineated with walls or anything like that. But the oddest part about this entire situation is, first of all, you don't dream about this a ton. This is a weird thing for you to dream about. Second of all, why is Elliot sitting at the table? And Elliot, you would also probably more familiarly at this point, like not obviously not with this place, but with the experience when you see um, a fully grown dart in front of you, um, but he's he's dressed in um, different clothes than he was when you last saw him. He's got on, you know, this uh, flannel button-up shirt and these uh, um, overalls that go over that. And he's kind of dressed like a kid, but still is an adult. Oh, it's, uh, it's you. Dart gives him a long look and then, like, pats the packets of his flannel to try and find a packet of cigarettes and realizes there's none in them and just kind of... Oh, no, when you think about cigarettes, they will appear in the uh, breast pocket. Okay, so, so he, like, pats the left pocket, pats the right pocket, pats the left pocket again and finds them and... Okay, pulls one out walks up to Elliot and says, Uh, well, this is weird. Didn't expect to see you in my dreams. Not that I'd prefer Ronnie or nothing, but... <laughs> Likewise, this does appear to be the same phenomenon that I was sharing with uh, Dr. Greenbank. That's right, you did mention something about sharing dreams with her, didn't you? Do you have any plates here? Yeah, we should have a plate or something. I'll go into one of the cupboards. Your mustachioed father brings over a plate and sets it on the table in front of Elliot. Uh, thank you, sir. And then I throw it on the ground. And uh, it, I would Duck like crimes. to see how it shatters. <laughs> Just like at Dr. Greenbanks, you would see that it breaks in a very uniform pattern. All right, so... Uh... Nothing seems to have changed other than the location. Okay. So, um, to continue off of where, uh, me and Dorothy left off, um, I believe through the exits, there will be, uh, it, they will enter into a long hallway with many doors that go on for seemingly forever. Uh, okay. I mean, we can try them. Uh, you mentioned that you were in Dr. Greenbank's dream earlier, but you think it's a bit weird that, like, none of us seem to be going into your dreams or nothing? I suppose that could be viewed as weird. Um, we really haven't been exposed to much of this to really get much of a baseline. Okay. Just making sure that this wasn't like something that you just did, you know, going to other people's dreams or something. I assure you it's it's fairly new to me. Okay. I'm assuming you don't need any help down in the cabin. Looks like you're all set up. Well, I can take this door over here. Uh, would you mind going to the other? Right, I can do that. Um, so it, it would be the same as before. When you open it up, you would see this long white hallway with a bunch of doors on either side of it and Dart, you would see that you're at the end of this hallway like your doorway is capping the hallway 
And you would see then that Elliot kind of waves an arm out and sticks his head out maybe a hundred yards in front of you. Oh, that's... That's weird. This what you normally were seeing? Uh, yes, uh, we were categorizing these. I went through that door right there and I point to it. This led into seemingly a version of Dr. Greenbank's wedding. And that's not even the most interesting part of it. From there, we crawled through a window and we met the Metatron. Okay, so, I mean, you're saying that door there led to Dr. Greenbanks, but I don't see how we could get into, you know, her wedding from my dream, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. There's only one way to find out. And I kind of smirk a little bit. Oh, I suppose. I was going to say, like, you know, we could each start walking down this hallway from either end, and when we meet, we pick that door. I suppose we could do that, too. That seems like it'd be the... I mean, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know nothing about this, but I think that would be the furthest from, like, my dream. Assuming that this cabin's my dream. Let's do it then. And I'd start uh, slowly walking down the, the hallway to meet him in the middle. Okay. And, uh, and I walk out the other door, uh, attempting to do the same. Okay. Um, so both of the doors close behind you as you walk um, down this hallway and you eventually meet. And you can go left or right, either one of your left or rights, um, because there is a door on either side of the hallway. Um, right next to either one of you. I kind of um, gesture my hands to defer to him to pick. Uh, I mean, in the past, if you opened the door, could you see into it? Or did it kind of like pull you in? Because we could both open one on either side and take a little peek-sees. Yeah, you could see and walk through willingly. You could even come back. Okay. Why don't we open both of them then? and see which one looks more opportune. So Dart, when you open up yours, the first thing that you would notice is it's the auditorium in Escanaba where you had your first concert. Good, that's weird. And Elliot, when you open up your door, it's a fairly simple house, um, two stories. Um, You see that there is a woman and a man who looks kind of similar to the one that you saw in that cabin as well. And you would guess that this might be Dart's childhood home? So, what do you think? I mean, I remember my first concert well enough. I don't remember nothing too special about it, save for uh, nearly pissing myself out of nerves. Uh, I mean... Hell, that was even before I got my current band. Uh, I, I think yours might lead to something more, oh, I don't know, primal or something, I guess. Just to let you know, when we entered into Dr. Greenbank's memory, she reverted back to her younger self. Just so you weren't alarmed. Well, then, uh... I guess don't be too surprised if you're standing next to a kid, you know? 
If you remember, he wasn't a kid. He was just dressed as one when he was in the cabin. And um, Dart, that's definitely a childhood memory. You know, you were nine. Uh, yeah, I still think yours is probably the way to go. Uh. All right. Uh, lead the way. So, Dart, as soon as you step inside... A very familiar smell hits your hits your uh, nose, and you recognize it to be pancakes. And you remember your mom always used to make pancakes. She would get real maple syrup. She would go through all of the trouble to um, to mince up a chocolate bar for your pancakes specifically, and she would give it ears as well. Um, you know, it wouldn't just be a large central pancake, but it would have, you know, just like uh, on the TV with with Mickey. You kind of approach the table and your dad is there and he's sipping on coffee and he's flipping through the Norway newspaper and you just feel nice and safe. Does the table appear to be, from my point of view, does it look like I am... You're an adult height. Adult height, okay, perfect. Then I put the cigarette out on like my uh, uh, my sleeve, and, uh, push it into one of my pockets, and kind of sit down and relax a little bit. <sighs> Morning, dare sport. Well, what's in the news, dare pop? Anything exciting? Oh, you know the just the same old, same old. Yeah, uh, that's fair, I guess. Uh, I want to look out the window and see if I can... Is it winter time? Is it... So when you look out the window, there is nothing to see. That's very odd. It's like almost this infinite blackness when you uh, go and press your face to the window. And uh, your dad says, going to be a cold one today, eh? It's the void out there. But climbing out into it, it led us to that room with the Metatron. Uh, and I kind of look between my dad and Elliot and see if my dad's, like, acknowledging that Elliot's in the room at all. Uh, he is not in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, looking like a real cold one out there. Uh, might... Head out a bit early, see if I might make a snowman or something. Oh no, D'Artagnan, please, sit down, sit down, and uh, your mom will usher you back into your seat, and she will place your Mickey Mouse pancake with the chocolate bar cut up inside of it, and it's drizzled with maple syrup in front of you. Uh, thanks. And she'll also place a, uh, a pancake in front of you, Elliot. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thanks, Ma. She'll kiss you on your cheek. <laughs> I've never had anyone take such great care in uh, plating a pancake before. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Oh, it was no trouble at all. I lean over to Elliot and uh, mumble towards him. Uh, not entirely certain. I mean, you think maybe we could go out just the front door to get to it? Or you think we got to go through a window or something? Possibly. I'm willing to experiment. 
there's almost nothing that we know about this phenomenon in general. Everything we do that hasn't been done before is groundbreaking. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Mom, my pal and I are gonna uh, scarf down breakfast and go out. Uh, we're gonna go make a fort, okay? D uh, don't worry, we'll be back before dark, though. And uh, I'm gonna start humping down my pancakes. Uh, okay, so as you finish your pancake and... Uh... Your mom says, uh, oh, now you two be careful now. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we're not going to go too far, I don't think. Just uh, just a few blocks into the tree line, okay? She'll nod. <laughs> Great. Elliot cuts his pieces into perfect squares and eats them one at a time. Dirt's finished and is, like, tapping his foot and starts, like, stealing pieces off of Elliot's plate and goes, let's go, come on. Yes, you're you're right. We should get going. When you get up, um, your mom turns around and she crosses her arms and she goes, "Hmm," and like motions towards the plates and then towards the sink. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, uh, we're just real anxious uh, to get there before it gets too windy and the the snow dries out or something. Uh, I'll, I'll like start rinsing them off and be like would you mind uh, finishing washing them there mom she will uh, like tap her cheek with her finger and uh, lean out towards you I give her a, a peck on the cheek and hug her and say oh, thanks you're the best okay see you soon and she'll smile and uh, wave as you guys leave so you're back out in the hallway correct I thought we were going out the door to try to go outside um, any door that you take will take you back into the hallway. Fuck, okay. Uh... Well, uh, care to explore more, or should we try a window? Are you prepared to meet the Metatron, by the way? Uh, it's the, the voice of God, or so I'm told. I've heard a lot of people call it the voice of God. Come on, I'm curious about this one. Uh, so I'll, I'll lead him, uh, back into the house, and upstairs to my room and just dive out the window. When you crawl out the window, um, you, when you dive out, like, trying to reach some sort of bottom at the second floor, you almost immediately hit some ground, um, maybe three feet below where you just, uh, hit, and you can see that there are, um, a few couches and you're just in this large black void, and there are a few uh, lights as well that uh, just dimly illuminate it with uh, sort of this red ambiance. And you can see that there is this gentleman sitting on the couch. This to one? Elliot, did you uh, jump in as well? Yeah, I, I didn't like jump out, but I climbed through halfway kind of expecting what to come out on the other side. Yeah, this and, looks just like the Metatron. You notice that he is missing his right hand. Um, he's dressed mostly in black, um, very dapper, bolero, you know, uh, mustache, and um, he says, Well, howdy, I did not uh, expect you back so quickly. Well, uh, 
it's not every day you get to meet the voice of God, and especially one so welcoming. Do you find my present? Um... I left it in the basement. Oh, the ward. You're welcome. Th thank you. And I, or should I be thanking you or thanking him? And I kind of vaguely point up in, with a confused face. I am but an instrument of Jesus Christ. Well, thanks all around just the same. Uh, it is right to give him thanks and praise. This is my uh, companion of the last few days. I, I believe you probably know his name already. Dart, this is the Metatron. Good to meet you, Mr. Tron. Let's just keep it real nice and simple, and you can just call me Voice. The Voice. Yeah, okay. Well, do you know what happened to Moses when he saw the voice? There's a reason that God wanted for humans to be able to hear and obey. Do you understand? I mean, he started glowing and threw some rocks on the ground, right? I don't think I like this one as much as the last one, Elliot. I apologize. Um... I, I believe he was referring to the, uh, commandments. I know what he was referring to. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, That's what happened when Moses... I understand. That's an oversimplification, and you are taking a miracle and trying to... I'm upset, and I apologize. Hey, I am part human. To human is to air. I wasn't trying to exception on I uh I just you know my my dad wanted me to study uh write good the Bible and I well I sorta burned my language but half assed it a bit, but I guess I'm sorta asking what what you mean by by all that, you know? You will need to specify exactly what you are talking about. Well, you you said you know what happened when when Moses met the voice, and I'm assuming you mean you. Well, I don't know if Elliot explained, but I am part human. Uh, the last time when Moses spoke to the voice of God, he aged. He aged an incredible amount, and I have no power to grant a boon upon you. But you can look upon me and speak to me without suffering the consequences, as it were. My teachings must have glossed over that part, or I I missed that part. I wasn't trying to wasn't trying to anger you none or nothing, you know. Sorry if I did. Just trying to get a grasp on everything. Is the protection of the aging phenomenon, is that a circumstance of the surroundings here? Being in the, the dreamscape? Dream world? Whatever it may be? No, we could meet in person if you would so desire. I just find that oftentimes approaching people that have never met you and announcing their name 
Quote your generation, it gives them the heebie-jeebies. Yes, I could, I could see that. Would you like to meet in person? Um. That might not be a bad idea, Daryl. Yet. I hope you take no offense, but, uh, because I find you incredibly comforting. But now that you mention it, the thought does somewhat frighten me. You, you don't need to answer now. Thank you for, for that. It's a might intimidating. You know, meeting the voice of God in person, but... Here's what I'm gonna do, okay? When you leave that cabin, you will go north. When you find the cave, your wife and your son will be in there. But I warn you, your wife will not be happy to see you. One thing I even I could have foretold, and I... I can't quite say that I blame her. I don't think you understand, because this has nothing to do with you and her. It's about your son. Are they going to be okay, though, when we meet up with them? If you hurry, but you need to leave now. And you both wake up as soon as he says that. <sighs> Dart? Did that all just happen? I, I turned to him. Yeah, that happened. Uh, I, I turned to look to see if the other two are still awake. Hey, Dorothy. Yes? Are you two okay? We spoke to him again. The voice. We gotta go now. Metatron. The Metatron? Yes. What? Did he give you directions or anything? We go north. He said if we're quick, they're still alive. I don't know what's happening right now. I, I go over and I kind of like slap Ronnie. Ah! I just... Lightly, but on the Ronnie, face directly. Just, we're going north. Come on. <laughs> I, I pull a handful of cigarettes out of my pocket and start shoving them into Ronnie's hand. Say, come on, come on, we're going. We don't have a whole lot of time. God, it doesn't feel much warmer now than it did last night. How am I doing uh, physically? Terrible. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's no other way to describe it. Like, you were yeah. on the verge of hypothermia. You slept for about four hours. You've warmed up a little bit, and you're about to venture back out into the cold. Terrible is the answer. He slept for both shifts. Okay, so I think you are bad. I think that it's one of those situations <laughs> where you show up to work, and all of your coworkers are like, oh, man, you look like shit kind of a situation, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dart, Dart's gonna grab, is there like a, a blanket or a sheet or anything? There's a little bit of bedding, yeah, that you can grab. Cool. Uh, he's gonna throw his jacket over Elliot as he starts to warm up and just like start wrapping himself in bedding and like plunging out into the snow. Okay. Yes, please do wrap yourself in, uh, in evidence from the murder shed. <laughs> I mean, hey man, it is what it is at this point. No one's found it yet. It's either this or freeze to death. Well, and you guys watched the only law enforcement get murdered, so I think you're probably okay for a little while at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the chief didn't die yet, that we know of. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so there is no Marinette Police Department at this time. There is the Sheriff's Department for Marinette County, and the Sheriff and his deputy yep. are both dead. So, uh, um, yeah. The Sheriff's not confirmed dead for us, Tim. Thank you very much. He's dragged into the woods by some monster. Oh, yeah, you're right. I apologize. I will not confirm that he's dead yet. But maybe he's fucking dead. It's a good chance he's fucking dead. We're going. We're fucking out. Okay, so you start sprinting forward, and immediately, Elliot, your legs are like, oh, no. Again? Like, your body, everything in your body does not want to continue, but your mind keeps trying to push you forward. And would anybody like to help Elliot um, go northward? Uh, Dorothy is. Okay. So I think that, uh, Dorothy, you've had plenty of time to warm up. You didn't have any, like, severe effects from being out in the cold or anything like that. And so you and Elliot are able to make your way together. Um, he falters a few times, but for the most part, everything is going relatively well. And after about two and a half hours, you find yourself near a cave. Well, I think this has to be it. The sun is up at this point. It's starting to warm you a little bit. Like, the wind is still howling. It's starting to become a little bit more um, temperate. Uh, it's above zero at this point, so there's that. It ain't gonna get too much warmer than that. Uh, I think we got a cave? Yes. Immediately. Yep. Tart's uh, gonna lead into the cave. Uh, rifle in hand, if no one else wants it. Okay. So, um, the cave is low. You have to uh, duck down, every single one of you. You kind of um, have to get into sort of that weird crawl that they do in, like, or not crawl, but that, like, crouch position that every single video game character can walk in but is physically <laughs> impossible for any human being to do at any reasonable speed. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you have to kind of, you know, use your hand to brace yourself every once in a while as the ceiling gets a little bit lower, and I think that every once in a while as well, you scrape your backs along the ceiling as well, and eventually... The cave turns and sort of opens up, and you can see that there is one uh, central fire that is getting toward, down towards embers, and all of you can see that there is a bunch of body parts, but among them are these two figures. And Elliot, when you get within about 30 feet, you realize that this is Nora and Hamlet. Um, and they are tied together almost. And it is, it looks as though like these body parts are, are there as like a food source, the way that they're piled up. Are we still forced in this weird crouch or is this like an open clearing? It'll open up into a place that you can stand when you get to where Nora and Hamlet are. It's about uh, 30 feet in diameter. So they're like at the back of the um, cave while you guys are getting in, um, into this sort of uh, antechamber, I guess. It's it's them. 
Yeah, I run up to them and uh Eleanor. Hamlet. I'm here. Hamlet's eyes immediately get super excited and he immediately starts shouting at his mom, I told you! I told you! And she looks at him and looks at you and her eyes are just completely panicked as you're working to get these bindings off of her. And and as soon as you free her, she kind of pushes herself away from you and Hamlet grabs onto your torso and just brings you into this incredibly tight hug for someone so small. Yeah, I instinctually, you know, hug back. And then after a moment, I kind of push him away from me and like get him into the light to where I can see his face, like basically at this age for the first time. And I'll, I'll, I'll like kneel down towards him. He reminds you a lot of the few pictures that you have of your childhood. Are you okay? Yeah. How How about you, Elnor? I told her you were going to come. I told her. Dad, I told her. Yes. Very good. It's a good survival instinct to to keep good thoughts. And then I'll kind of embrace him again and and then like kind of uh look over his shoulder towards Nora. She is, she appears to be in tears right now. Okay, but why don't you just uh, stay warm by the fire here. Um, uh, actually, I'm with a doctor. Uh, she can look you over, make sure you're okay. Sure. And I'm gonna walk over to uh, Nora. You son of a bitch. Sorry. Do you know how many times he told me you were going to come through in a situation and I knew you weren't going to do it because you're a son of a bitch and this time, the worst time, you do it. What am I going to tell him when you don't? You son of a bitch. Nora, I'm, uh, there's no, no explanation. I'm, I'm sorry. I wrote letters. I, I came, came back, but I, I was also ashamed. You stay, you stay away from me. When we get out of here, you stay away from me! Well, I'm sure this is just the, the situation. It's... Things will be more clear later, after we get out of this. She blinks a few times and she looks at you and she looks around the room and sees Dr. Greenbank and meets eyes with her for a second and then she just immediately walks towards the exit of this cave and does not say another word to you and as she's passing you Dr. Greenbank she will grab onto uh, Hamlet's hand and they will continue out the uh, exit 
Uh, Dorothy, while this has been happening, has been, like, how she had, like, their coats and stuff with them. She was, like, bundling him up and, like, looking him over as she did so. Dr. Greenbank, you took that that look to be more like, oh, he's accusing me to be hysterical. I bet you've heard this one before. She'll She'll follow her out. And she'll get out into the cold and she'll immediately start huddling over um, Hamlet and she'll look up at you and she'll say, it's not fair. He can't just show up like this. I know, hon. And I'm the one. I'm the one who's in a situation. That's what's going on. It's not what he's been doing for a decade. Nope. It's me. It's a situation. It's always, it's always a situation, isn't it? It always is. Come here, I brought you something new. Have you seen them? Have you seen the things? They're not human. Yes, I have. I study them. I think they wanted us to become one of them. It did. And you... And she'll... uh, Dorothy is going to take her shoulders and say, you kept you and your son safe. And now we're going to help you stay safe, okay? This situation wasn't yours. We should go. We should. While they were talking out there, um, Elliot would have been inside, like, looking over the scene and, like, seeing if there's anything that they should, like, keep track of or, or take or, um... There's a bunch of tracks. You would notice, like I said, there are plenty of body parts. Um, I think that, uh, if you were to do a keen enough, um, investigation, you would notice that, like... On one of the torsos is the sheriff's badge. Like, you don't find his head or any other part of his body. There's just a bloody torso there with um, the sh- the star and the uh, Marinette County Sheriff de- the Sheriff's Department on it. When I find it, I do um, sort of hold up the, the badge towards um, Dart and Ronnie. Sure. Dart's been keeping his eye on the uh I don't know how you'd say it, the, the exit to the room the the through way, the other way out of this room that we came in yeah for sure um, you don't see anything come out and by the time you hear Dr. Greenbank yell for you you're ready to go this room thoroughly creeps you out for sure for sure, and when I hear uh, the sheriff, I I turn and say, uh, "Oh, oh Christ!" Uh, well, that's the sheriff. Is there anything else with him? Any any notes? Any anything? No, I don't see anything. You were looking at that other exit, weren't you? 
I was just keeping an eye out, making sure nothing came towards us. Do you think that door's back there? The one from the, the writings? Could be. I don't I don't know about that. I, I think it might be just uh I think it might just be a den and a couple, you know, a den in a den in a den kind of thing. This is where they keep the food. That's where they might sleep. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think, I think foxes or something might keep like big tunnels. Do you think we can even make it back the way we came? Uh, I'm already spent. I don't know how much more cold I can take the walk back in a, in a child. I'm gonna put a hand on his shoulder. We got the voice of God with us. We can do anything, right? <laughs> and we know which way we're going. You're right. Be me for, for thinking that way. Exactly. You got all of us, you got Nora, you got Hamlet. <sighs> we're, we're, uh, they're safe now with us. We just gotta get the hell out of here. My newfound savior, give me strength. <laughs> I clap him on the back and, and start ushering him and Ronnie out. Uh, Dirk definitely leaves one uh, cigarette half burning at like the entrance of where it gets low when they walk out. Because he's assuming... Someone mentioned something about them, like, being able to throw noises. Mm-hmm. But he's guessing that if anything breaks the smoke line, he'll at least be able to see it and start shooting. Okay. So he's just going to drop that at, like, the, the mouth and start walking out, keeping an eye behind him. Okay. Are you guys going to head back the way that you came, then? Uh, yeah. That's where... They walked out, and I'm assuming Elliot doesn't have quite all of his uh, faculties anymore. And uh, there, but for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> Everybody, I need you to make me a Constitution uh, roll, but Dart and Elliot, you have advantage. Oh. I passed on the first roll, but I'll I got just a in natural one. See in that. Oh, pass. Just barely, but pass. So, Elliot, I think that not only did you pass, but, like, you feel reinvigorated. Not only has the Metatron told you exactly where your wife and child are, he told you what their reaction would be. He claims that he protected you inside of the house. You are bought in at this point and it has allowed you to renew the vigor in your step and you feel like a new man almost and everybody else that passed is uh good to go then so um are we just going back the way we came we can at least see our tracks that way yep i think that's best we know that we'll get out that way uh, unless anyone knows a faster way back to the car. 
I think it's better to stick with a path that we know, especially since it's so cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it does feel as though it's starting to warm up. I can feel the, su uh, the sun on my skin. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. We might have hit double digits even. Whew. Is that one heck of a note? So I think after a while, one of you will have to carry Hamlet. Um, he kind of immediately comes over to you, Elliot, when his legs get tired and he's like, you know, just kind of jumps on your back for a piggyback ride. And I think at this point you're feeling more than fine. And uh, after about three hours of travel or so, um, you notice that you're making much better time than you were last uh, evening, even though you know, all of you are a bit exhausted. It's nowhere near as treacherous as it was. And then you get to the river. This is going to be the hard part. I'm going to finally break the silence with uh, with Nora. How how did you get across the first time? I jumped. That's uh, that's what we did too. So you weren't being dragged the whole way? Most of it. I I slap Elliot on the shoulder and be like, I remember that that uh, those tracks we found where there was that big jump. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And I look down to the ground kind of ashamedly. I kind of like lean past him and look at Nora and just go, yeah, yeah, okay. One other question. Uh, what did it look like? There were three of them. Two were taller than a man, but skinny these rows of sharp teeth just almost translucent white then there was the smaller one and they had little body hair they moved fast and quiet with long arms and these these claws and she'll sort of like lift up her um, shirt just a little bit of the way so you can see the side of her torso where there is this large like bruised impression of what would be a handprint but if the human was 10 feet tall I mean the fingers are long and you can also see that there are these scabs that form at the end of them where you assume are these sharp nails or claws or something like that. Oh, Lord. He, Elliot looks like he's about to say something more, but then he stops himself. We should go. We should. And we shouldn't talk about it anymore until we're out of the woods. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go first, and then... One of you throw the gun to me, I think. Maybe that's the best way. 
That's the way we did it last time. Listen, if you can get yourself into a berry patch, you can get yourself out of the berry patch. Or in this case, if you can get across the river, you can get back across the river. <laughs> right? We're keeping this mentality. We can do it. Isn't that right, Hamlet? Yeah. She'll give him a little high five. <laughs> he will absolutely oblige. That's the spirit, champ. I, I hand the gun to uh, Dorothy then. And God damn it. <laughs> attempt to hop my way over. All right, go ahead and roll me dexterity. Oh, uh, pass. Okay, so you carefully make your way across these rocks. Um, this time, the very slippery one is the second rock that you have to go over, and you just skip it and kind of hop over it to the next rock and make your way and uh, leap over to the other side and you land and you kind of look over at everybody and brush yourself off. Now that second rock's looking mighty slippery, you know. Uh, toss the gun over to me and then hop that second rock, okay? Okay. All right, strength check for the gun. Yes, please. Oh, come on, Dorothy. Pass, not one. Okay, so you toss it directly to Dart. Dart, you grab it out of the air. And when you grab onto it, you look down and you notice that there's a piece of paper stuck into, uh, it's like stuffed into the action. Like the bolt isn't fully closed and inside of the action, there's like this piece of paper sort of hanging out. That's weird, just a devil. Okay. I pull it out. You uh, pull out the piece of paper, you open it up, and it just says, I will see you in the basement. I fold it up in my palm and uh, put that palm on like the base of the rifle so that I'm uh, practicing proper gun safety with one finger pointed towards the barrel and basically it's pinned between my hand and the the gun right now who's next probably dorothy just to make sure there's at least one person on each side when the old lady crosses uh dexterity please pass first try okay <laughs> you make your way across you you do step on the second rock, but you do it very briefly, just long enough to place your foot on the third one and you make your way across. Who's next? Fail. Son of a bitch. Oh, do you want to roll a luck? Do you want to spend a luck or do you want to fall in? Pass. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so... Elliot, as you're watching Ronnie go across, he steps on the second rock and he slips for a moment and he watches, he's flailing his arms about and you see that the back of Ronnie's jacket just lifts up just slightly and Ronnie course corrects and makes his way across the rest of the way. No one else sees that, just Elliot. Huh. <laughs> I, I look up into the sky and I say, thank you. Okay, I think uh, I think the other two should go across before Elliot. Yeah, I'll, I'll go last and uh, 
There should still be this, uh, yeah, here's that limb. This, this ought to help you get across. And I kind of reach it out towards, uh, Nora. And I'm gonna reach out the butt of the gun towards her as well, and kind of, like, brace my foot on the, the closest rock, uh, so long as it's not much of a stretch. She's going to have, like, she's gonna have Hamlet grab onto the top of this branch, and he's gonna go out, and she's gonna kind of hold on to one of his hands leaning out there, and she'll let go briefly as he steps on one rock and then grabs onto the butt of the gun, and you just yank him immediately over to the other side. Yep. Come on, come on. Oh, God. Oh. <sighs> You're here, didn't you look good? I kind of clap him jokingly on the shoulder. Just uh, like a light punch. Not enough that it would hurt anyone. Okay. And then Nora, um, she sees that and she just breathes this sigh of relief and... She then grabs onto the branch and she starts making her way out there and she passes the second rock and gets onto the third one and then she lets go and gets ready to step onto the fourth one and as she's reaching out towards the uh, butt of this gun, her one foot just sweeps out from under her and she splashes into the water and you see that she's immediately started to be carried down and you see that she's like flailing and doing everything that she can. She bashes up against a couple of rocks as she's just being carried just down this stream. What would any of you like to do? I'm gonna go in after her. Okay. Uh, you immediately uh, dive in after her. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. All right, that's a five. And my strength is 13, so that's passed. <laughs> okay, so you're actually able to swim with this and you're able to maneuver your way around these rocks and there's a few of them that you scrape up against and it hurts for a second, but you don't even care. You're just continuing to, 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 to do the forearm crawl and eventually you grab onto Nora and give me another strength check, please. Uh, I'd like to be like running along as fast as I can, slow as it may be. Okay. Uh, and, and just kind of like waving the gun, trying to Especially if I see Elliot, like, meet her, I'm going to be, like, trying to run past them and, uh, stick the gun out. Okay, Elliot, I will give you advantage then on this, uh, strength roll. Alright, I did already pass with a 12 out of 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's the best one that I got, so. Okay, so you grab onto the butt of this gun. Give me a strength roll then, please start. Come on, man. No, I failed. Um, okay. I think burning a luck would not benefit me. My strength is so fucking bad. Dude, come on. I'll burn one luck point to try and pass this. Okay. But again, my strength is a four. And come on, Dart. <laughs> you can do this. Yeah. Uh, it's still a fail. It's an eight. Fuck! It's too <laughs> Okay, so Dart, you yank on the butt of, on this rifle and you try and, and get Elliot on and Elliot, your 
trying desperately to hang on to this wooden rifle, but it's so slick and Dart does not pull you out fast enough and you guys continue to green down this river. What uh, are any of you doing? I think Dart loses uh, his grip on the gun and it kind of like falls on the bank. Oh yeah, the river immediately sweeps it away then if it falls on the bank. Like it, oh, in the river? You have a, you have a pretty decent incline and so if it falls it's rolling and it's going into the river and sweeping along with uh, everybody else. No, that's fair. <laughs> and guess who has the other gun? Huzzah! Uh, I, I'm gonna just yell out to Ronnie. Well, I mean yell out in general. Just like as soon as like the the rifle like leaves his grip uh, Dart yells out. Eh. Ronnie, I need your I need your strength. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I I can't pull them both in. And I'm gonna be like running, like down the bank, trying to keep ahead of them so I can at least keep an eye on them. Dart, you notice that maybe 500 yards uh, in front of you is the waterfall, and if they get to there, it's not going to be survivable. Oh, fuck, fuck, Ronnie! Come on, come on. Dorothy is is holding Hamlet against her and just praying out loud. She knows she's not going to be strong enough. How does this assist work? You can give uh, advantage or you can get advantage if uh, Dart is assisting you, depending upon, you know, who's better at it. And I'm assuming that you're better at strength stuff. Uh, not great. I'm an eight. Better than a four. <laughs> I'm a four, dude. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get eyes on them at all times. And if you can get a hand on them, I am like throwing myself on top of you so you also don't get swept in. I'm gonna spend my luck point. Okay. <laughs> ah, it only took me four tries. Yay! <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so you latch yourself onto Elliot's hand and then you grab onto Nora's, uh, Nora's dress with the other one and you just drag them up onto the shore and Elliot, you have never had somebody grab you as strongly as this person did in this exact moment and it feels as though, as though something is working through Ronnie as this happens and you find yourself breathing heavily, but both you, Nora, and Ronnie are soaked, but on the shore. <laughs> and immediately freezing would set in, like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, it's so cold. We need it. We need to get warm, quick. Contented, you're always wishing and wanting for something. 
But when you get what you want, you don't want what you get. And though you sit up on my knee, you'll grow tired of me. Cause after you get what you want, you don't want what you want, you don't want what you want at all. Don't eat it. There's no way that this isn't a parallel. There is There is no way that this is not another biblical parallel. Tim has been throwing way too much Christian iconography at us for this not to be another fucking parallel. Do not eat that. Please, fuck, please don't eat that pancake. <laughs> no, don't eat that shit. Do not eat that. Do not eat that shit. Eric, if you eat that fucking pancake, I am gonna come through the screen and kick your ass. No! Oh my god, you fucking idiot. Why would you eat that? Okay, so you toss it directly to Dart. Dart, you grab it out of the air. And when you grab onto it, you look down and you notice that there's a piece of paper stuck into, uh, it's like stuffed into the action. Like the bolt isn't fully closed and inside of the action there's like this piece of paper sort of hanging out. Oh, okay. That's hella weird. What the fuck is this? And I pull it out. Did you just say hella 1955? <laughs> uh... That's weird, just a devil. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you uh, pull out the piece of paper, you open it up, and it just says, I will see you in the basement. Mm-hmm.